My name's Rory O'Hagan. I'm here until 7. Kieran O'Regan is back from his honeymoon. He is straight into action at Parky Queef. And we'll go straight to him for a full-time report from that minor game. Full time in the Munster minor final. It has finished in a win for Kerry. 3.14 to 2.14. A three-point win for the Kingdom. A lot closer than the round-robin game earlier on this year. But a very good play from Cork throughout. But Kerry just on top. Especially in the four minutes of injury time when they went those three points clear. Full time from the minor final here in Parky Creeve. Kerry three goals and 14 points. Cork two goals and 14. Yeah, thank you very much indeed for that, Kieran. Kieran will have a reaction from that game coming up in just uh, a little bit elsewhere today uh, among the other action Leitrim have won the Laurie Maher Cup by a single point after extra time against Lancashire and Croke Park 223-222 was the final score there and the Christie Ring Cup final uh, between Meath and Down Meath have beaten down 419-215 in the Nicky Rackard final Armagh facing Sligo and uh, the latest score from that approaching full time Armagh are leading 213 to 113. As I mentioned, the Cork under 14s are the All Ireland champions. They've beaten Galway today. Uh, finished 715 to Galway's so 2 4. We'll hear from the Cork ladies a little bit later on in the show. In Camogie, Cork are back in action in the Liberty Insurance Senior Camogie Championship this evening. The Rebels are hosting Tipperary. Since CIT it got underway at 5 o'clock, and the latest score from there is uh, Cork are leading by three points. It's at Cork, 13 points at Tipperary, 1-7. Elsewhere, the Intermediate Championship, Cork facing Kildare. It's Cork who lead 1-14-2-1-4. In football, in the last 16 of the Women's World Cup, Germany are 2-0 up on Nigeria after 72 minutes. Norway and Australia is an 8 o'clock kickoff this evening. In hockey, and the Irish men's team have secured an Olympic qualifier after a 4-2 win over Korea today. In golf, what a result this was. Mallow's James Sugru has won the British Amateur Championship in Port Marnock. The Cartman defeated Ewan Walker by two holes to win the most prestigious amateur competition in golf. That win means he'll get an invite to the Open at Port Rush next month and next year's US Masters and Open. An incredible achievement uh, from the man, and congratulations indeed to him. And Lewis Hamilton has taken pole position for the French Grand Prix. His Mercedes teammate Valtteri Bottas is alongside him on the front row. And we have a competition on the show this evening. The Ian Rush Charity Golf Classic is happening this Friday at Photo Island Resort. We have got the last place available. So if you're a golfer and you want to participate in the Ian Rush Charity Golf Classic at Photo Island this coming Friday, with 120 golfers taking to the fairways with celebrities such as Mick McCarthy, Jared Houllier, Roy Evans, Phil Thompson, and of course the main man Ian Rush uh, will all be teeing off as well. We've got the final space. So what we want you to do, um, if you want to enter, is text your name and your address, please, to 0868104106. There is one condition. You must have an official GUI handicap to play on Friday. So if you don't have an official GUI handicap, sorry about that. If you have an official GUI handicap and you want to play in Fola Island on Friday, cracking course, beautiful course, with some Liverpool legends and uh, the Irish boss McCarthy's going to be playing as well. Text 86 and you could be teeing it up alongside Ian Rush on Friday 0868104106 name uh, and address and your handicap as well please now on the Thursday night Dwyer's of Cork are hosting um, a cracking event uh, with the Liverpool Legends and they will have the Champions League trophy there as well and this is all for charity as well so if you want tickets for that check out dwyersofcork.ie 
forward slash Liverpool tickets there are limited get on it early you get your photograph taken with the Champions League trophy that'll be a cracking night on Thursday in Dwyer's of Cork now we are going to turn our attentions uh, to events at Parky Cueve this evening everyone is hoping that Cork can pull off uh, a bit of an upset and defeat Kerry this evening of course memories of last year's final Parky Cueve certainly very fresh in the memories of Cork fans heading into tonight's game but fingers crossed a lot of people confident uh, the Cork will uh, put it up to Kerry tonight. A few people have said to me that Cork could beat Kerry. Cork apparently going very, very well behind closed doors. They've beaten Dublin, beaten Monaghan in challenge matches. So they're well up for this game uh, against the Kingdom tonight. Kerry going for seven in a row. I think it's was it their 83rd or their 81st in total as well. Such so a huge amount of uh, Munster titles. But hopefully Cork uh, will be... Uh, victorious uh, come about half past eight this evening but we are going to preview the action I got a chance to speak to Kerry legend Aidan O'Mahony who's a, a Paddy Power GAA ambassador uh, I got a chance to speak to Aidan earlier on the week oh, according to the examiner you scored a 30 yard volley for Atmore this week is that the case? <laughs> I, I could lie to you and say yeah but uh, I think they were being a bit generous there though. I don't know the 30 yards um, <laughs> I think it was more, it was more of a tap no, but uh, I think the 30 yard volley sounds a lot better, alright. Uh. Yeah, that's the story you're going to tell anyway. <laughs> it was a case of being in, in the right place at the right time, I'd say, more than anything. <laughs> Aidan Queer, as a man who's won 10 Munster titles, um, what is it about the Munster Championship itself that makes it so special? Uh, look, would you believe I, I, I got a, a picture last week from uh, Colin Coley? He used to be a guard with me in. Um, in Ang Street and I suppose my first month to final playing um, was in 2004 and I was marking Colin he was uh, captain of Cork at the time mm. and he's based out in America now he's his own fitness and uh, he sent me that picture and like it's 15 years old and like I just saw the background of the picture like and you the a packed Fisher Stadium and it was just like the atmosphere like in those days like there was nothing given between Kerry and Cork and um Look, I suppose you look at last year, it was very one-sided. Like, Cork started off very well, and Kerry totally blitzed them um, after it. And, you know, I just think we need to get back to, to that day where, like, there's a lot of talk at the moment that the Munster Championship is very one-sided and, you know, that it's the Ulster Championship that's leading in the stakes, which it has been at the moment. And I, I'd love, like, for Saturday, and I think both teams need to be tested by each other if they're going to go into the Super 8s. Um, and look to, I suppose, put it up to Dublin or the team to beat, then Kerry and Cork need to have that kind of old-age rivalry where nothing is given and there's no standing back from either side. And I think the look, the supporters want that as well. You know, you don't want to one-side a game. Like, I, I don't think it benefits anyone. Like, And, look, I, I'd love to see Cork uh, put it up to Kerry the next night and uh, obviously that Kerry get over the line. Like, But <laughs> it's hard to know, I think, from both sides at the moment, um, from Kerry's point of view, playing clear, you know, I suppose they, they stumbled over the line, but I suppose from a supporter's point of view, they won last year by 20-something points and it, it didn't stand to them. And uh, look, the Cork game was, look, it was a massive game by Cork, but it's, it's unknown how good Limerick are. And, uh, you know, so I think the, the next night, there'll be a good kind of yardstick of where both teams are at. Yeah, there seems to be a bit of confidence around Cork, and I think maybe people are reading too much into the scorelines from those semi-finals. Um, look, I, I suppose it's one thing you'll always kind of find with Cork teams that, that they have that confidence. And, um, you know, I, I think they've, like, look, you, you have a very strong material, Ian Maguire, like Rory Dean is a massive game against Limerick. And, like, Brian Hurley, like, is one of those forwards that on his day, like, he can win a game in his own. 
So, like, yeah, the conflict will be there because they, they put up a massive performance against Limerick. Um, and I think they'll be hurting as well, like, you know, going down to Division 3 this year and, I suppose, being rode off. And I know myself, even in 2014, we were being rode off there, that way we were in transition. And that seeps into players, like, and as a group, it can kind of bring you together collectively and drive you on to, I suppose, levels that, you know, people don't see you getting to. So that's why, I suppose, in one sense, you'll be kind of uh, afraid like that, Cork above and Park Creed the next night um, could be a bit of a, a wounded animal like and they might be looking for a bit of retribution and we all know how strong this Kerry team is is there any weaknesses that Cork can exploit on Saturday night? yeah look I suppose the, the Kerry team is unknown um, they had a very good league and to get to league final uh, I suppose they blooded a lot of young players and like I wouldn't call it a weakness but I suppose you have a lot of players now with Kerry at the moment that um, this will be their first big test. Um, you know, playing minor and playing under 20, it's a different to playing, I suppose, month finals. And I know myself, we went up to month finals in Cork and we were favourites and we got overturned. And next year inside in the, the heat of a month for final um, game and, you know, there's a mass intensity to it. I think players kind of lift their game as well. Like, and I think it's a great thing for Kerry in that we have a lot of young guys coming through now. There's a lot of talk about them and... Uh, this is a game that they're going to be really tested and it's the, the beauty about the Munster final as well and this is going on days gone by is that when you're out there man v man you're, you're on your own as such you know like it's a day where you kind of you have to stand up and you have to kind of be ready for a, for a test like and I think that's probably the one thing that Kerry I suppose is going in unknown the next night that with a lot of young lads they may may not have been tested yet like because there's a big difference between league and championship and the big step up but on the flip side of it then you know, if you get a win in Parky Creeves the next night and those young guys get their first taste of success, then, um, you know, that'll bring them on as well. Just looking at the odds for the game, Aidan, Carrier 7-1 to one on to win on Saturday night. Now, I know Cork enjoy being the underdogs, but that does seem a bit wide, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I, I suppose, like, if the odds are given there, maybe based on the league performance and that, I suppose Cork got relegated and Kerry got the league final, um... I suppose based on the last two championship games, like Kerry had a massive first half against Clare in the second half. You know, they, they seemed to die out the game, whether they went in at half time and just took their foot off the gas. It's it's kind of unknown. And then Cork had a massive, like, I suppose Cork beat Limerick and Limerick put, put uh, Tipperary um, to the sword uh, above there. Like, so it's a hard, like, I think that's not doing justice. Cork giving 7 to 1, I think. If you're a player, and I know myself, if I was playing, I would look at that like that would definitely urge you on. Like, and I don't think, I don't think the odds will be kind of suiting the game we're going to see. Like, they definitely have to be kicking the, the that cock team, and I think gone by some of the challenge games they've played well. They're supposed to play very well. Like, so you know, I think the biggest thing you come down to will be midfield. I suppose you'll have David Moore and Jack Barry, and you'll have Ian McGuire and whoever's going to be with him uh, midfield. Like, and Ian McGuire always seems to play well against Kerry as well. Like, so. It'll be a very, very interesting game. And as I said, I hope, like, um, I suppose, even being a, a carry player or an ex-carry player, that, you know, we, we need um, a bit of a, a star quality in the in the Munster Championship, you know, because they're all talking about, like, Leinster is very one-sided. It's, like, it's uh, totally Dublin. Uh, Connacht, the last day, like, you had a game between Ross Common, massive win for Ross Common. But, like, it was two teams that probably played a very kind of negative style of football, like, with so many behind the ball. And, you know, I don't think Cork are going to do that style. Like, you'll be home for an open game of football and something that will kind of light up the championship because we're talking about hurling week in, week out. We just It would be lovely to come away on Sunday morning, I suppose, seeing a carry win, but like a Cork team that took them to the, the very end of the game, like, you know. Mm. 
One thing I wanted to ask you, Aidan, was um, the throwing time for this game. 7 o'clock on a Saturday. Um, I don't know about you, but to me, the Munster Championship final should always be a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, like... Sunday for me like is the, the be all end all like there's no better feeling I suppose either you know driving down Jones's Road or kind of driving into Parky Cueve on a Sunday like and you know the crowds going up to the game you know like that's that, that for all of me I, I remember playing in some of the Saturdays the last Saturday I played in was a torrential downpour in Clarny it was a replay yeah um, Saturday evening like you're probably losing a lot of the crowd as well like and I know like it's on TV as well like and like people will say, like a Saturday evening is hard because you're trying to get accommodation. Like on a Sunday, you can travel up and down to a game. Now we're not that far away from Kerry, mm. <laughs> obviously. But you know, like I just think, like as you said, there, once the final is uh, traditionally a Sunday at two o'clock or three o'clock, and you have that feeling as well, like that people that that mightn't have decided to go to the game will just to say, Do you know, I'll go to the game. We'll get tickets above. Saturday evening is a lot difficult because if you're taking up kids and stuff as well, yeah. you're talking about getting home at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Like, so for me, I think once the finals always should be a Sunday. Like, it's a, it's a mass attraction now and I know people put down like the provincial championships with me and Kerry Cork games. They're always special. They're always special playing and, and you know, a lot of the friends you'll have when you retire from football are like lads, oh, I get on great with now the lads that I play against Cork because there's massive respect there as well. Like, and you just kind of look back and the memories in of playing those games where you know, the cock and over carry and the drawing games we had, like, and stuff like that. Like, so I look, they are, there's, there's always massive tradition about them, whether you're outside the camp, but for a player playing in those games, if you never want to lose, like, so hopefully that'll be from both sides next Sunday or next Saturday evening. And a lot of the commentary uh, this year is um, not um, if Dublin will make it five in a row, but when they will make it five in a row. Um, can anybody actually stop the dubs this year? Uh, at the moment, they're, they're the informed team. Like, um, I suppose... People were getting some bit of hope watching the league, but I think what people didn't realise is Dublin were running back training and they're right back from holidays, and you know they still look very good in the league. And like they're a very athletic team, and they've like the players this year now, Karma Costco is really after stepping up, and they've they've players that come in that make a massive difference, and they make, when they're introduced, they're an addition. They they score and they add on a point or they get a goal. And uh, at the moment, I thought like if you were talking about the top four or five teams that were going to contest them, like Tyrone. Looks very flat against Donegal. Um, you know, Kildare, I suppose, got beaten by 16 points. And then you look, I suppose, at Galway, Roscommon, and you're thinking, like, can they can they really put it up to Dublin above and Crow Park in an open pitch? Like, if you're trying to play that defensive game against Dublin, they'll just play an expansive game, like, and they'll plug holes and they're, they're patient. And I suppose you look at Kerry, Kerry of a young team, and you're saying, is this going to be their year, or do they have to wait another year or two? Um, it's, the jury's out at the moment. I think a lot will tell now next Saturday night as well. And like a lot of people are talking about the Super 8s at the moment. Like Dublin's only test will be who they depend or who they draw on. I suppose Super 8s may obviously are a team that in their day or on their day, they can beat any team. Um, obviously, a man, I think Rowan is injured now at the moment, um, and he'd be a big loss from so. Very hard to know, and like I suppose, if you're looking and being realistically honest, you would say that Dublin are going to be very hard to beat for the five in a row. Finally, Aidan, uh, I know you're going to back Kerry Twin on Saturday, but by uh, how many points? Uh, I'd say Kerry by five after a very hard battle. <laughs> Aidan, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks very much indeed for joining us. You're too talking to you. Yeah, great to speak there to uh, Aidan Amani, Paddy Power GA ambassador, the Kerry legend, uh, speaking about tonight's clash with Cork. Uh, as the Kingdom look for a seventh Munster crown in succession, their 81st in total tonight.
um, Aidan is, is expecting a closer battle tonight but he's still backing Kerry by five points would love to know how you think it's going to go tonight text us white six eight one four one six, or you can tweet us as well at Big Red Bench as I mentioned the Miners beaten by Kerry today uh, in the, the opening game this afternoon and uh, we're going to hear now from uh, Bobby O'Dwyer the Cork Miner boss in conversation uh, with uh, Kieran O'Regan who's down in Porky Cueff I mean, a good performance but ultimately just not enough in the end yeah it, it all came down to small decisions at the end one or two little mistakes and, and uh, we've got to execute uh, everything has to go right uh, to, to get over a really good Kerry team but we knew our lads were so much better than the first day that we played Kerry when we, they came out there with a bit of pride and we restored the pride back into our team today yeah ok we came up short at the end but there's pride inside in that court dressing room we have a few more lads to come back from injury and uh, we will still be playing football and it's fantastic it's the big bonus for us to be still playing football for, as the summer goes on uh, we're getting there we're not there yet but we're getting there I, I t- you touched on it there it was a 16 point loss a few weeks ago down to a, a 3 point loss I think it was that's a huge turnover at the same time it, it, it is and in fairness to the young guys Kerry were outstanding the first day uh, we weren't able to live with them like, we were missing a couple of players or two midfielders that played there today were injured for that game they, they weren't available uh, we just didn't have a platform uh, on, on the same day uh, not excuses we had another couple of injuries there for, for, for today and they're coming back we're not we're very close now to, 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 to where we want to be but there's, there's pride being restored into that team uh, they're, they're great young fellas they're really really great young fellas and they've worked so hard since the last Kerry game uh, we have a bit to go yet uh, there's a lot of lads slipping outside was it just uh, the pitch was wet or on both sides look when, when there's a level of nervousness when you're dealing with lads of 16 and 17 years of age uh, and, and uh, look the pitch was in fantastic Nick it's, it's a, an outstanding football uh, theatre to play in and we're just so pleased to be playing out there uh, it would have been nicer had we come off with the, with the win but you couldn't be proud of our boys and listen you mentioned already there's the bonus of still being in the, the All-Ireland champion, Championship as such so you're still out there you still have a lot to try for well that, that's the bonus for us it was always going to be playing football the longer, the longer we can go on the more they can learn I think I said to somebody else uh, it was so disappointing for us last year was not to be playing football during the summer with the boys because th- th- those lads soak up the, the, the learnings uh, they play two games against Kerry you know, what, is, what is a superb Kerry team and, and they bring innovation to, to the way football is played they play it so simply but they execute the, the, the basics brilliantly and that's the objective for us we've come a long ways with a bit more to go we'll get there um, a few things to pick up from today to work on Ah, yeah, it's a few things indeed. We'll be working on those. <laughs> yeah, it's Bobby O'Dwyer there uh, speaking after today's defeat uh, to Kerry, and as you mentioned, uh, a couple of things for them to work on after their three point loss uh, to the Kingdom this afternoon. Just to get you an update on a couple of scores in the Senior Camogie Championship. Uh, Cork are leading to Prairie 122 to 1-8 over in CIT about 4 minutes left to go in that game in the Intermediate uh, Camogie Championship uh, Cork are leading Kildare 1-20 to 1-5 after 57 minutes Alright uh, we are going to hear from uh, Cork's uh, Rory Dean uh, looking ahead to tonight's game with uh, Kerry he's been in conversation uh, with Dennis Hurley I suppose how can we complain you know um, we got over our first game and now we're looking ahead to the Munster Finals so anytime you get to play in the Munster Finals is a very privileged position so Look, we're just in the build-up to that now. Was there any trepidation ahead of the, the Limerick game? I suppose the fact they had beaten Tip probably meant that you know you were going to be on your guard against them. Yeah, look, Tip were a good side. Um, sore Limerick 
you know they put in a savage performance against Tip and you've got to give them credit for that so look we weren't taking anything for granted we could only focus on that game and we did like and we got it off to a good start again as we've looked at they could have got an early goal and it could have been a different story but it wasn't um, so look I suppose you saw from the first 15 minutes we were ready for it and that's all we can, can look at Obviously it showed that there had been a lot of work gone in since the league and, and that the relegation probably wasn't a true reflection of, of the team's ability well, I suppose, look, over the seven games, unfortunately, we found ourselves in that position, but the league wasn't going to impact what happened to us in the championship. Like, it's a completely separate competition. We had a nine-week, nine or ten-week break in between, and look, that's what we gave against Limerick, but again, that's done. We've got to move on from that, too. And, and is it hard to put the league behind you and, and focus fully on the championship? No, I suppose, because, look, when the league is over, it's over, and you can't change it. Um, whatever happens, happens, and you can't dwell on it, like... You know your intercounty career is short enough than to be wishing away championships because of a bad league. So, look, you can take it for what it is, but you can't dwell on things like that. And you scored one goal and set up two more. Was it one of your best performances in the championship for Cork? Um, I suppose. Look, I played all right in in patches of the game, but again, like I suppose we can't dwell on those kind of things. Like it's done. I can look back on those games when I'm finished. <laughs> um, but for now, all I'm focusing on is the Munster final. But you had had an injury in, in the lead-up, did you? Yeah, I just got a slight injury in a club game. Like It kept me out for a couple of weeks. But look, thankfully, I was given a reward and handed the jersey for the game. And I didn't want to let that slip either. Because I know lads in this setup and on our panel are playing and training very, very hard. And like some of them might have wanted you know, to start ahead of me. And probably might, based on their performance, have justified that position. But when the management handed me that jersey, I wasn't going to let them down. And looking ahead now to the Munster final, you'll be going as big underdogs. Is is that a help? Do you think? I suppose these things don't matter. Like that's for the bookies or whoever make you underdogs. Like they're just trying to make money or whatever it is they do. Um, for us, we're focusing ourselves internally in the panel and what we can control. Like. Paddy Power these guys they can do what they want but it doesn't actually directly impact us in any way or how we perform on the day and last year's final I suppose it was a similar situation Cork coming as underdogs and the talk was that you know you'd need a good start if you were to have any chance and you got that with, with the two early goals but didn't really kick on like oh, why do you think that was I suppose it's hard to know um, look we looked back in that game closer to the time it's a distant memory at this stage uh, is it going to impact this year's game in any way no it's not like they're two completely different sides now between ourselves in Kerry um, personnel might be the same but things have changed a lot in 12 months and look we just take this game for what it is and we can't be dwelling on last year's performance and playing at home again is that an advantage or is there any kind of mental block with it given that Cork haven't won here at the new stadium yet I suppose look it doesn't matter like it's a stadium there's two goals one either end and a big pitch in between like it's 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 not going to change a whole pile like it's not changing our preparation in any way and that's all we can focus on is trying to get the best out of ourselves on the day but the pitch really in my mind doesn't play a factor in it and before a game like this like would you be seeing who you might be coming up against and analysing their own strengths and weaknesses or do you look to give them something to think about uh, there's a certain amount of that in anything like look we know um, certain fellas in their team and they know certain fellas in our team but like you can't dwell too much on that because like I can't control who's going to come in and pick me up on the day if I am lucky enough to be starting so um look I suppose I can focus on what I can prepare for the game and what things that I might do in the game whereas if someone wants to pick me up look that's that's their job more than me worrying about it and losing sleep and whereabouts are you working now? I'm working in Castletown Bear 
Okay, so it's a long, um, a long trek up for for training and matches. It's grand. I'd be complaining if I wasn't doing it more than when I am doing it. And uh, like at this time of year, I, is it just working football and little time for anything else? Ah, yeah, but sure. Again, as I say, this is a choice. You know, um, I want to do it, and I'm lucky enough to be doing it for as long as I can. So, like, look, you've got to put certain things on the side and in the back burner while you're doing this. And I'm lucky to have very good family and friends around me that understand that as well and don't put pressure on me. But I suppose, look, I'm in the game long enough at this stage and they know not to be asking certain things of me certain times of the year. But, like, this is why we play football for Summer's Day like this. And, you know, playing in a Munster final is a very privileged opportunity. And, look, we make the most of that too. That's Rory Jean there in conversation with Dennis Hurley ahead of tonight's uh, throw in 7 o'clock. So about 35 minutes to go to throw in down in Parky Cueve if you are heading down to the game. Uh, do let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a text 86 or send us a WhatsApp on that number as well. Let us know um, how you think it's going to go tonight. Um, what will be the outcome? Are Cork going to push Kerry all the way this year? Are they going to beat Kerry this year? As one or two people suggested, they might. Um, let us know what you think. Oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. We've had a huge response to our Ian Rush uh, golf event happening down at Foda Island Resort uh, this coming Friday. We've loads and loads of texts in about that. We'll give you details on how you can enter in just a little bit, and we're going to have a reaction uh, from the Cork Under fourteen team who are crowned the All Ireland Ladies Football Champions this afternoon with a big win over Galway. So we'll talk to them next. The big red. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM it's Glad you could join us on the big red bench uh, a couple of scores latest score from CIT Cork leading Tipperary 220-18 to in the Liberty Insurance Senior Camogie Championship while in the Intermediate Camogie Championship Cork have beaten Kildare 122-16 to at the Women's World Cup as well Germany have beaten Nigeria three goals to nil if you haven't heard it a great result for a Cork golfer today uh, fantastic stuff indeed for James Sugru from Mallow as he won the British Amateur Championship in Port Marnock as he defeated Ewan Walker by two holes uh, to win the most prestigious amateur competition in golf not only that the win means he gets an invite to the Open at Port Rush next month and to next year's US Masters and Open. Incredible achievement uh, from the Corkman. Congratulations indeed. All right, uh, mentioned just before the break there, we have uh, a place to give away at the Ian Rush Charity Golf Classic. Now, this is happening uh, on Friday, June 28th in Foda Island Resort. We have one place to give away. 120 golfers will be taken to the uh, fairways at the wonderful Foda Island Resort with uh, such uh, Liverpool legends as Jared Houllier, Roy Evans, Phil Thompson and of course Rushy himself and the Irish gaffer Mick McCarthy will be teeing off as well. We have got the final space to give away. So what we want you to do is text your name and uh, your address please to 086-8104-106 086-8104-106 and uh, you can send us a WhatsApp as well if you'd prefer. But there is one condition you have to have an official GUI handicap in order to play on Friday. So you have to have an official GUI handicap to play on Friday. So what I want you to do is text your name, um, your address and your handicap please to 086-8104-106. 086-8104-106. What we're going to do is we're going to add all the um, entrants from today and we're going to add them to all the entrants from tomorrow because we're going to run it tomorrow as well. We'll draw out the winner tomorrow just before 7 o'clock. So 086-8104-106. Name, uh, location please, and uh, your official GUI handicap. Now on Thursday, uh, a cracking event taking place at uh, Dwyer's of Cork uh, with the Liverpool Legends will be there along with the Champions League trophy. 
as uh, they raise money for uh, Marymount Hospice. All the proceeds are going to Marymount Hospice. Doors open at 6 o'clock. Um, live music on the night. It's going to be a cracking night to get your photograph taken with some of the Liverpool legends and indeed the Champions League trophy. Um, so if you'd like to go along to that... All you have to do is uh, click on dwarsofcork.ie forward slash Liverpool to, to get your tickets there. They are limited. They are going to sell out. So don't uh, waste your time on this one, folks. Get your tickets very, very quickly. So go to dwarsofcork.ie forward slash Liverpool for that event on Thursday evening. You could be getting your photograph taken with some of the Liverpool legends and the Champions League trophy as well. Alright, as I mentioned the Cork uh, under 14 ladies were crowned All-Ireland Champions today with uh, a big win over Galway this afternoon uh, Joe McCarthy was there and he spoke uh, to Cork boss Dominic Gallagher <laughs> Dominic Gallagher, manager of All-Ireland under 14 champions Cork, it is a lovely ring to it on your birthday as well, congratulations Yeah, my birthday is a small part of that yeah, and then under 14 champions, uh, superb yeah, they, they, the girls are, they've been super all year they've won ferocious yard and um, you know, to finish the year off with, uh, yeah, as All-Ireland champions, platinum champions I think is what it's called um, it's, uh, yeah, superb, and, and well deserved like, those girls have won ferocious yard since last November um, you know, we let them try the county for them like, everything we've asked them to do they've done it all year round and like I said it's in there in, in, in the circle after the game you know just anything we've asked them to do they, they, they just put their head down and went at it again we made 15 changes during the game today which is one of the benefits of, of that format but um, to be able to get all girls on and it was seamless you know like they, they, the girls who came on they just, they just went then we had another girl the eight girls who weren't on the panel today who like you know we should third panel for the which is you know it, yeah. it, it's the centre of, of, of what we've done here you know they push training all the time the competition and training the standard of training is huge so it means um, we spoke a, a much earlier in the year when all of this was coming together this is your 19th competitive match to get to this point you haven't you've only drawn you've won 18 and drawn one that's a phenomenal irrespective of the grade that's a phenomenal record and proof of quality and in-depth and depth of quality you have in Cork now yeah Jerry, like the, 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 the quantity is huge right? like the, the, those they, they work so hard like they're, they're very humble with it they're very talented footballers but they put the head down and that's what we got into sticky patches and games and come out of every single one of them and it's and, and it's it's, it's super it's huge credit to them for doing that like that's that's what they can do I know they've got fantastic futures ahead of them um, yeah I think we, like, we drew with Tipperary on, on the very first day it was a it was a like a, a blitz format but um, I actually thought we won that game but I think the referee, the referee made a mistake but anyway that's it that's moved um, but uh, yeah they've been super on here and like every time we've asked them to respond they've responded and we you know go out and impose ourselves on the game and they did it again today right from the start and pose themselves on, on a very good Galway team and you know put, put, it, put the game to bed early really Just finally I know we're not going to pick out individuals because it wasn't that kind of day but you must have been delighted with the way your team finished off those goals Yeah they're super like oh, they're up, up front all year round like you know they're they're, they're, they're leading in front of goal like we do a lot of work on, on it in training and um, I, w- I wouldn't be one out for sinking no, but like yeah they, you know they, they, there has been super performances all year round I mean like, like we've backed you know, like in training we'd have backs to come up the pitch and like they'd be nailing scores or whatever like they're, they're, they're good footballers 38 good footballers um, and it's it's very gratifying to, to see it all come together on, on a, a big day congratulations well done yeah you're listening to the Big Red Bench on Cork so the fam, that's Dominic Gallagher the Cork uh, under 14 boss after their big one over Galway today that's all then crowned the All-Ireland Champions now Joe also spoke to a couple of the players and he spoke to a couple of the Clonakilty players including the captain 
the five Clannacilty uh, members of the All-Ireland Under-14 Cork winning panel following their fantastic victory over Galway. First of all, Captain Millie Condon, you must be delighted uh, with that team performance. Yeah, they're really good. Like. <laughs> How happy are you right now having lifted that trophy? Really happy. <laughs> How long a year was it? How long have you been playing? Um, two years I've been playing. Um, what? You were on the Under-13 panel before that, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, Kira White, uh, what does it feel like to be part of such a big squad? Uh, very good because they're all very good and it's hard to get on it. So when you're on it, like try your best. <laughs> uh, Sheer for Patwell, you've had a very good long run with the management team um, as well. They've been with you now for over two years from the under 13 development panel up to here. What does it feel like to be part of the squad that has won an all earned title? Uh, it's great. Um, we've been training for like over 5,000 hours, so it's really good to get like, the reward. Okay. Um, Katie Driscoll, you were midfield today. You got a point as well from play. Well done. Um, Galway were tough opponents despite the scoring. They were re- they went in really hard on all those tackles. Yeah, they did. They they were really good at uh, tackling and they they played really well. Um, you must be delighted though to have an All Ireland winners medal. Yeah. Are you looking forward to continuing with Cork in the coming years? Yeah. Thanks very much for that. <laughs> That's great stuff there, Jeremy McCarthy, uh, trying to interview some of the uh, the Clonakilty players uh, from uh, that Cork squad who were crowned the All Ireland champions today after that win over Galway. It might be easier to talk to Efi Fitzgerald, senior manager, helps out with the under 14s, and uh, he spoke to Jar today. Efi Fitzgerald, you must be delighted, first of all, to see Cork winning uh, a first platinum All Ireland under 14 title since 2013 and doing so in such emphatic fashion. Yeah, they're absolutely fantastic bunch of players and there's great credit to, to Peter and, and Dominic and Louise for looking after them Cahill um, they've done a great job with them over the last six or seven months but the, the attitude of the girls is absolutely top class and you know they, they coming out today I think it's a kind of a trade we have in Cork there's nothing phases them really you know they, they went over and from the world go they were at it we, we won the toss and played with the wind and I, maybe that was a factor but I think their attitude today was just spot on and you know it, it all goes well for the future I think for us. You see the size of the squad as well the Dominic and, and his, his backroom team Mastered way back in November, December kept them all together played a lot of games this year the format change seems to have favoured the likes of Cork who've got strength and depth Yeah, I think it favours everybody yeah, I mean, no matter what level you're at you know, we're at platinum level obviously but they, you know, for the other ones it gives them a lot of game time you're playing against you know, teams from counties that you wouldn't normally meet so from that point of view yeah, there's a bit of travelling for us I suppose and from the teams from the north but in general you'd have to say it's very positive you know and outside of the football side of it it's great the girls' confidence, you know, they, they, they build friendships, you know, it gives them discipline, you know, so there's, it's all a, a win-win for me is, you know, and like today was a reflection, I suppose, of the work they put in, but also the type of character I think that they, they, they have, you know, they were, you know, I don't like single out people, I thought Leah Heffern in the middle of the field yesterday was absolutely immense, you know, she's a great kid, you know, walks hard, and, and a lot of these girls are travelling long distances, you know, so there's great credit to their parents as well for, for looking after them and making sure they're at training and, you know, they're at matches and time and you know so long may that continue I think in Cork we're blessed to have girls with a lot of natural talent you know when we have the likes of Dominic and, and Peter and you, you move up the line to John Cleary with the minors and that you know it's, it's great to see that the, there's a conveyor belt of, of good players coming
coming through and I, as I said earlier I think that argues well for us for the future and just finally the surge in interest at underage level throughout the county it's reflected as well in the fact that all four divisions are represented on this squad you're not reliant on one team you're not reliant on one division that must give you hope as well for the immediate and long term future it does and the most pleasing thing for me today was actually the 30 girls even though there's been 38 training was the 30 girls got a game so everybody you know and even the 30 have played in an Ireland final which you know you have that for the rest of your life and that's you know I suppose we were in you know we were comfortable enough in the scoreline to be able to do that but I thought that the, leaving that aside I thought that you know the standards never dropped when the girls went on even though we were playing against the women we got some great scores in the last 10 minutes from girls who hadn't played a lot of you know hadn't played a lot of time during the year so so that's very pleasing so there are plenty of girls on the panel who are, are quite as good as the as the girls starting but it, it really is a big fill up to be able to say like you know that we were able to give 30 girls a game today and I think they'll treasure that for, for a long time to come yeah, that's uh, Aoife Fischer there speaking after today's win uh, in the uh, the All-Ireland Platinum Final. Congratulations uh, to the Rebels and uh, I'm sure there'll be cracking celebrations uh, when they get back to Cork. Full-time score from CIT. Cork have beaten uh, Tipperary at 2.20-1.8 in the uh, Senior Camogie Championship this afternoon. The Intermediates, meanwhile, uh, beat uh, Kildare 122-216. Going to go back and uh, start our, continue our preview of Cork versus Kerry. We're going to hear from uh, Kingdom boss Peter Keane has been in conversation with our colleagues in Radio Kerry. The, the clear game, a few players are unavailable through injury. There's six changes from the National League final. Some say that the test which Kerry got will stand to him down the line, thanks to work on. Well, the objective simply serves your concern, Peter, just to beat Clare and move on. There's no question about that, Timmy. Um, look, you go into any championship game, your primary duty is to get out, get out and um, win it. And um, look, at the end of the day, that's what we did. No, as is the Norman Kerry, the level of performance came under scrutiny. But uh, you know, if the goal chances in the first half had been capitalised upon, it would have finished the game as a contest early. And I mean, Cork scored the goals in Cork, and the game was over at half time. If Kerry scored theirs, a little, a little bit unlucky in a couple of situations, it would have been over at half time as well. Well, the beauty, I suppose, was we were creating those goal scoring chances. Now we were frightfully unlucky. Um, we hit the hit the butter two posts, yeah. um, but we were creating them, and that was one thing I was very happy with. There was we we'd, we'd have good we'd have good first quarter, and we we had a very productive second. quarter quarter in that game so um, we were creating the chances and we were happy with what we were creating but unfortunately we didn't we didn't finish the, the goal scoring chances no, Conditions didn't help, same for both teams but it wasn't ideal for either side I think one always has to take into account the conditions when assessing a team or a player's performance I mean people can criticise but the conditions that are very very difficult that second half was very difficult because the rain, I suppose, and the, the rain probably only started about half six before the game, you know. Um, and it wasn't that bad in the first half, but it got very bad in the second half. And then you had a long break as well, you know. And um, I suppose there was a lot of stop start to the game, which didn't help it either. But the rain was a big factor. And four players made their senior championship debut, so that's a plus in terms of the experience gained in that respect. Well, I suppose one of the things that we've obviously had to do, not that we particularly wanted to do it, um, but you know, it, it was just something that we had to start doing, was giving players more experience and getting more fellas in. I think I read somewhere that there was um, nine of the Kerry players had, had represented Kerry five times or less going starting in that game, which which obviously means that we're, we're quite inexperienced. Um, and and you know, how do you get experience only by, by by playing and giving it? To now you finished with 13 players um, substitutions can be enforced upon you when a player gets injured like Sean Shea down here at the end and there's no other option but to bring on a sub and it's a balancing act in terms of when substitutions are made but you don't want to finish any game obviously with less than 15 do, do you see discipline as something that needs to be addressed improved upon 
I, I suppose it's amazing um, having been at the game there was a lot of cards issued and, and you know to be honest I suppose there wasn't a full stroke in the game you know it was just an unusual type of one when you if you weren't there and, and, and you heard we finished with 13 you and you heard of the cards that were being being given out you would have thought there was a, a massive melee or, 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 or a shamazel above there and there wasn't there wasn't a full stroke it was just you know some of them some of these yellows are, 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 are fairly on, on the light end of it you know would it difficult to interpret from game to game, from referee to referee? It, it, it's not, but I suppose one of the big things now is, is the, the, the yellow card for around the neck. And um, if, if you go back many years ago, it was, I suppose, what do we call it, the, the clothesline. Mm-hmm. And um, that was fairly obvious and that was lethally dangerous. And a fella got booked for it or, or got the yellow card in today's terms. Whereas now, you know, a fella leans in and a fella's falling and next thing it's, it's perceived as around the neck. And sure, it mightn't be around the neck at all, but it's just there's a hand somewhere there, you know. At this stage of the season, uh, it must be a worry, you know, given that the time spent to rehab is getting shorter and shorter and uh, test the strength of your panel. I suppose, look, the reality is you pick a panel so that you can use it. There's no point having a fella in there if you don't think he's, 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 uh, that you're going to use him. Um, we're relatively happy with where we're at. Um, obviously, you're right, we don't want to be picking up, picking up injuries, but if you look at, if you look at it um, over the years, you are going to pick up some two or three knocks in every game and it's to try and, and, and maybe minimise it and, and hopefully be lucky that they're not serious. No reports from the court camp seems to be seems to be encouraging as far as their chance are concerned, given that they have it seems. Beating the likes of Dublin Roscommon in challenge games, Kerry themselves would have played a few challenges against different counties in the last few weeks. How beneficial or informative, Peter, do you think challenge games are? Well, if you look at it um, from everything we're hearing, it seems to be totally, totally positive uh, coming out of the court camp. Um, I think they've played... In the last eight games they've played between Challenge Games and, and National League, they have won seven of them, um, beating Dublin and beating Galway. Um, that's a huge positive for any team. Do you know, prior to that, everybody was ruling them down. They had a very, very big victory against Limerick. Um, some people were writing that off, but if you look at that Limerick victory, Limerick beat Tipperary and, and Cork were, had been lucky enough to, to, to beat Tip. So... We're, we're, we're certainly thinking that Cork have a lot, a lot of work done and, and you know, it's, it, it's, it's a game that we've got to be very, very mindful going to. Now, if you look at the league, Peter, big gap between the placings of the respective counties, but <clears throat> with every team up to full speed, do you think... Do you think that things even themselves out come the summer? Absolutely, things do even themselves out. Do you know, you put any two fifteens together, do you know, in a two-horse race, anyone can win it, do you know, and, and you get a team defensive, and, and if you look at that Cork team, um, they have some very, very good forwards between Brian Hurley and, and Mark Collins and um, Rory Dean, who's, who's, who had an exceptional game against Limerick. Now you didn't obviously see their semi-final both teams playing at the same evening. Um, obviously, you'd, you'd have studied them in video. Where do you think their main strengths lie? And who do you consider their, their key players to be? And I was just looking at it there, Luke Conley came on as a sub in Limerick against Limerick. Suggested squad-wise, they're pretty strong. If he's coming on as a substitute, well, they appear to be very strong in the middle of the field with um, with O'Hanlon and, and Ian Maguire there. Um, they're two very, very good, strong players, and, and Rory Dean then stepping out to help them. You've Paul Kerrigan, who's around with a long time, um, very experienced player. Um, do you know what? They've, they've, they've got good depth. 17 points between the teams in last year's final when Kerry beat Clare and Killarney last year it was 22 so previous meetings don't seem in any way to be an indicator in, to, you know, in terms of how things might pan out this time round. Yeah, if you look at that, that game last year um, 
I, I think after 20 minutes it was, it was really nip and tuck and for some reason the game turned against Cork at that point and, and, and they didn't come back from it um, but up to that like they had taken a, a substantial lead against 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 Kerry that day like I, I wouldn't be reading much into that into that victory last year to be honest with you not a monster final it always brings with a tradition and rivalry and a special type of atmosphere um, it can have the effect of lifting a team's performance so playing at home maybe might be of benefit to Cork in that respect well I have no doubt um, last year would have been a big thing for them you know that the first monster final football final in, in Parky Cueve they wouldn't want to have lost it um, unfortunately for them they did um, but I have no doubt that this year they will be seeking seeking to, to write that and, and win, win, win in Parky Cueve no opinions divided, Peter, on the merits or indeed the retention of the provincial championships at this particular juncture. What's your opinion on their value or their status? Indeed, whether, you know, this proposal there should be a Tier 2 championship? Yeah, there seems to be a, a lot of traction gaining there for the Tier 2 championship. Um, look, I suppose I'm, I'm, I'm a new manager in here, um, a Munster championship. Um, I can't comment on what they were like before. Um, but look, it's there, so... Our priority is to try and win it, and, 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 and hopefully we will. The Super 8s are on the horizon. Kerry, of course, was win to be assured of a spot in the playoffs. Um, the season's on full swing, and next weekend's game is going to be an indicator in terms of Kerry's prospect in the All-Ireland series. Yeah, look, you mentioned there about the qualifier or the Super 8s and, and, and the All-Ireland series. That's not something at this moment in time we're paying any attention to. Um, we the final, and we're looking at that. That that's that's the 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 only thing that's on our horizon at the moment is to try and beat Cork and win the monster final. You're listening to the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM, and that is Peter Keane there in conversation with our colleagues in Radio Kerry um, ahead of tonight's game, seven o'clock. Is the throwing time for that one. Fingers crossed. We'll be talking about a Cork victory on tomorrow's show. Um, I know um, a lot of people seem quietly confident that um, Cork can get uh, the job done tonight. Um, I'm not sure. A lot of people remembering last year's uh, Munster final uh, as well. Cork with the uh, the big, big defeat uh, to Kerry down in Porky Cueve. And uh, a lot of people remembering that going into the game. So it remains to be seen if Cork can actually get it done um, tonight. 7 o'clock is the throwing time for that one. We're going to go live to uh, Kieran O'Regan, um, who's down in Porky Cui very, very shortly, um, just for his uh, reaction or his uh, preview on that game. I think we've got him on the line now. Fingers crossed this works. Uh, Kieran, anticipation uh, is building ahead of tonight's Munster final. Um, we were discussing it in the office. I've been discussing it on air. A lot of people seem to be somewhat, not overly confident, maybe quietly confident that this Cork team can run Kerry all the way tonight. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, there's a number of changes again uh, to, to the team. There was three yesterday. There was uh, one or two changes just to announce there that a minute ago again Stephen Sherlock is out of the uh, team um, I didn't catch who's gone in but we'll get we'll tweet that in a, in a minute or so but um, like Cork have been playing very well in the last few weeks behind the scenes and in challenge matches and that so they could give it to Kerry but Kerry are Kerry they're probably one of the only teams that could challenge Dublin this year as well um, 
but you'd be hoping for a good Cork performance, uh, not like last year. Um, and the Cork Miners certainly gave it up uh, to, to Kerry earlier on today, uh, overturning a 16-point defeat from earlier in the year, uh, bringing it down to three points. So um, you'd be hopeful. There's a very small crowd here in Parky Bay for a Munster title. It's tiny. Um, but... Look, we'd be, you'd be hoping for a Cork win anyway, especially after last week's in Cork been playing so well behind the doors, you know? Yeah, just on the, the crowd, we, we heard from Aidan Amani at the top of the show and um, I said it to him that like Saturday night um, doesn't feel like Munster final time. Uh, Munster final should always be on on a Sunday afternoon, either in the Clarny Sunshine or here in Cork. <laughs> We've lost Kieran to the band, but we'll try and get. We're talking about the crowd. Yes, Saturday nights. You're right, yeah. And there's everything happening. Irish Independent Park is on. The Mardike is on. Or, um, sorry, the Marquis is on. There's a lot going on. Um, it's a very, very small crowd for the Munster final. It's a very, I'm looking over now at the North Stand, and there's at least four sections that are pretty much empty. And in the main stand, it's not all overly full either. Um, but Saturday nights. I don't know. Is this? I don't know what they're looking at when they're picking the Saturday night. But um, they, they've they obviously had their reasoning for it. But very poor attendance for a, a monster final. And like for people in or even West Cork and South Kerry, it's very late to be travelling. You might get back to one or two in the morning. So for those people, it's obviously not ideal. You know. Um, Maybe it should be looked at for next year, I think, especially with today's crowd, you know. Yeah, it should be a Sunday afternoon, in our opinion, anyway. Um, just going back briefly, Kieran, to that Cork team. Three changes yesterday, um, and another couple of changes there, as you mentioned. There's a lot of uncertainty for this Cork team heading into tonight's match. A lot, yeah. No, like I said, I just missed the changes. I know we'll get them on Twitter in a minute or two, but... This injury seems to be absolutely plaguing the squad all year. It's not something that's just happened in the past week. Um, this has happened in most games. There's been last-minute changes and all that. And Ronan McCarthy, he, you know, he's actually good to name the team that's going to start. Players just keep getting injured. Um, no idea why. Powder is out for the year, injured as well. Um, Kevin Crowley out injured. Um, it just seemed, I don't know why, all the Cork players seem to be getting so much injuries. But it's... It's happening an awful lot to Cork this year. I don't know, it's just the bad luck following Ronan uh, McCarthy around or what, but or is it just they're doing very heavy training? But there's so many injuries uh, in the squad. Another uh, one or two as well today. There was three yesterday with the three changes, and then today, um, it's it's a bit it's a bit bad. You can't figure out what, is it something they're doing the training or they overtraining? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't know any other reason why so much players are getting injured so much. Yeah, two changes. Uh, Tomas Clancy's uh, in for uh, Kevin O'Driscoll and uh, Luke Connolly replaces Stephen Sherlock in that uh, Cork starting 15 for tonight. All right, Kieran, before we let you go, um, I'm going to put you on the spot. Aidan O'Mahony backed Kerry by five points today. What do you think is going to be the outcome tonight? Hmm. I, I don't think you can look past the Kerry win to be honest with you Roar um, they're just, there's too much in their, their squad with Clifford, Ganey, Moynan in that full forward line that would scare any uh, defence Sean O'Shea has been playing fantastic this year's debut season as well um, I think you'd have I, I, 
I don't know how much uh, points-wise Kerry will win, but I think you'd have to fancy a Kerry win. It would be a surprise if Cork win. It'd be fantastic if they win. Yeah. Um, and I think Super 8s would beckon as well for the Rebels, but uh, I, I think Kerry win all over this. Um, without being disrespectful to Cork, I just think <laughs> Kerry are too strong. Yeah, all uh, right, Kieran. Thanks for that. We'll talk to you uh, tomorrow. That's uh, Kieran Regan down in uh, Parky Cueve in front of what he says is uh, a pretty poor crowd uh, this evening uh, down in the park. But Saturday night, not ideal for... As even Aidan said at the top of the show people with kids wanting to go to the game uh, people having to travel can you imagine travelling from Dingle for tonight's game imagine how late you'd be getting back um, back home it's Saturday night 7 o'clock not the right time for the Munster final it should be in the afternoon it should be in Killarney it should be in Cork in the afternoon in the sunshine 99 on the way to the game that's the way it should be on a Sunday afternoon um, so hopefully next year the Munster final will be on a, a Sunday afternoon and not a, a Saturday evening which uh, doesn't really seem to suit anyone alright briefly before we finish up going to hear from Cork boss Ron McCarthy no preparation has been great um, no complaints whatsoever um, look we've had a good you know even coming to Limerick match and, and post Limerick match we've had a nice mix of I suppose training and, um, and matches and uh, you know everything has gone very smoothly really I've no complaint whatsoever so um, um, you know no, it, it couldn't have gone better I suppose in my time in charge, look, that it can go up very quickly and down very quickly. Um, and I suppose it's something that, you know, I, I can't spend too much time focusing on. Um, you kind of look at the indicator, the indicators are, look, that the, the team is going, you know, in, in a good direction. Uh, certainly since the latter part of the league, obviously the challenge games we played, the championship, you know, we've been consistent. Um, I think we played nine games and, 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 and won eight, I think. So we've been consistent, uh, which is maybe something we haven't been for a number of years. Um, but until the team goes out and does it, um, you know, on the big day, there's no bigger day than the, the Monster Foil against Kerry, uh, until the team goes out and does it, um, look, that question mark is going to be there, and um, there's only one way to answer that. How are things injury-wise, Ronan? We're, we're actually OK in that, look, we've no-one knew. Um, so, obviously, we knew the Sean Powder wasn't going to be available, Kevin Crowley, Sam Ryan. Um, John Ork has a very slight hamstring niggle, nothing that'll keep him out of the game. So, actually, yeah. we're, we're, we're OK as we speak. Uh, yeah. Connor then, he, is he available or is he out? Connor's out at the moment, yeah. Connor, um, I suppose, look, Connor has, um, uh, has a kind of an ongoing issue. <coughs> Excuse me with his back and it look has flared up um, look I think it's something he had previously as well and he's going look he's had to step away from it basically okay. it's a kind of he's going to have to manage how much he trains how much he how much he plays um, it's a kind of thing look it flares up he can't play then it kind of settles down a bit he can and look I suppose with the level of training that's required at the moment he's just not able to do yeah. it at the moment so look he steps away from it um, will he be back in the short term I don't think so okay. it's a thing look that'll you know might need a bit of intervention um, we'll see but look he's not available to us yeah. and, and won't be we'll say in the short to medium term that's Ron McCarthy head of tonight's game it's just about to get underway fingers crossed the Rebels can do it um Fingers crossed, all I can say. Fingers crossed, the Rebels. That we'll be talking about a Cork victory tomorrow. Loads of entrance for our um, competition for the Ian Rush uh, Golf Tournament taking place in Foda Island on Friday. Uh, we've printed all those out. We're going to add them to the entrance on tomorrow's show. We're going to pick a winner from there. So if you've entered tonight, tune back in tomorrow and uh, we will hopefully 
uh, we might be picking your name out to play golf with Ian Rush on Friday that's it from us tonight uh, thanks very much indeed for tuning our way you can get our podcast on redextra.ie and uh, wherever you get your podcasts from Stevie's up next with the block party from 7 until 10pm we're back tomorrow from 6 follow us on Twitter at Big Red Bench Kieran will have updates across the course of the evening on hopefully Cork's victory over Kerry good night folks the Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM